Keenan is in at running back. First down and goal to go. Play action fake. Right side throw. Touchdown! Kansas City! McCall Hardman! McCall Hardman with the catch on the right side! A three-yard touchdown pass in overtime! Kansas City wins the game! 25-22! And the Chiefs kingdom has started its own history class! Because for the first time in 6,944 days, there is a back-to-back Super Bowl champion, and it is the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, back to BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Oh, yeah, that right there. Mitch Holtis, Kansas City Radio, play-by-play on the call with the Wolves. And, man, that's great hometown call is uh patrick mahomes if he's not the greatest he's definitely on his way and i told my son yesterday my son's 10 years old that was the the second super bowl that we've watched now where he sat on the couch from the first quarter from the coin toss which we actually won by the way we both had heads we took heads yesterday uh we got the gatorade bath as well which ended up being a chalky favorite minus 125 in some markets is where uh, the Gatorade closed that the uh, grape, the yellow, uh, yellow, geez, Louise, uh, the purple Gatorade. Um, but man, I told my, yeah, yeah. It's, it's Monday after Vegas for sure. Woo. I told my son, I said, I can't make many promises in life, but this will be the last time that Patrick Mahomes is ever an underdog in a Super Bowl. It's, they've won, they win the back to backs, but he was a slight dog against Philly last year. They were the chiefs and uh, they win the game 25, 22, Mahomes didn't get off to his best start, had the early interception, but man, he was uh, awesome when it mattered the most. And everybody stepped up and made a play. Uh, Former Green Bay Packer, MVS, Mahomes, 34 of 46, 333 yards, goes over his passing yards, which closed at 262 and a half, throws two touchdowns, and individually just throws the team on his back. Late in the game, in overtime, when he puts the team literally, like I said, on his back and uses his legs, he's trucking guys over. I mean, that was his, in my opinion, his LeBron, his MJ moment, man. I mean, he was so damn good. Nine carries for 66 yards. He had the design quarterback run, which great play call from Mandy Reid. Uh, Sean, as a Chiefs fan, you're a lucky man to uh, have this guy. <laughs> I, I I don't know why the Chiefs were an underdog heading into this game. Now, I'm not going to get too angry about it because I just thought that it should be a pick and ultimately, I guess I can stick my chest out and say, I told you so, because the game did go into overtime, and it looked like a pick game to me pretty much the entire time. But I have no problem if people remember what the Chiefs were, Ryan, during the regular season, which was good but not great. By their own standards, it was pretty average, but they've set those standards pretty damn high. But once the playoffs came around, what were these odds makers thinking? And I made a lot of money because – I'm a Chiefs fan, so I'll bet on no matter what the situation is. We don't need to talk about the home game versus Miami. Of course, they were favorites in that game. They covered, by the way. Against Buffalo, yeah, Buffalo was the hotter team. Buffalo had the hotter quarterback. They had won a bunch of games in a row. The game was in Buffalo. I get it. The Bills were two-and-a-half-point favorites. Chiefs win that game. Then they go on the road. Baltimore has the MVP. They're at Baltimore. They're, they've rested for a couple of weeks. Baltimore is a three-point favorite to kick off at BetMGM. Chiefs win that game. So they go on the road twice as underdogs and win games. Then the Super Bowl comes around. What are these odds makers thinking? Like, making Patrick Mahomes an underdog, what more does he need to show you that, yes, 
the Chiefs are able to flip the switch. That was the whole question. During the regular season, they were okay. When the playoffs came around, could they flip the switch? Or like a lot of great teams with a lot of talent, were they going to get knocked out at some point? And they flipped the switch, man. It's got to be pretty scary for other NFL teams. You want to know how you know this is at least the start of a dynasty, and they are the new New England Patriots, Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, because every single season, like, dude, when you make a deep playoff run every single year, there's going to be some, there's going to be a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover the following season, no matter who you are, except for maybe next year. You know, maybe next year they get even better, kind of like when the Pats got even better with the addition of Randy Moss. They had the undefeated regular season. They, of course, go on to lose to the Giants. And one Wait, of the you think Super the Jordan comparisons are out there now? Wait, you want them to win three in a row? Then you'll start hearing a lot of Patrick Mahomes, Michael Jordan comparisons. Oh, yeah. But but the, like, the reason that you know this is the start of a dynasty is because the Chiefs, you need the talking heads like the hot takes to come out like week four, week five, and every single season it's probably going to be the same thing because – I mean, I was never concerned about the Chiefs. You know, now, did I know that they were going to win the Super Bowl this season? It's so hard to go back-to-back. Back. Again, it's the first time in how long? I mean, we didn't see this coming. I years. didn't see this coming. Yeah, 20 years because we hadn't seen it in two decades. And the run that they made last year, and they didn't, let's be honest, like they didn't improve the wide receiver room. Kadarius Tony didn't really do it for me. I'm a Green Bay Packer fan. MVS steps up, makes big plays, but he's a guy that runs, what, one, maybe two routes. Um uh, I really like the addition, the draft pick. Rasheed Rice is, is great and only going to continue to get better. And we know what Kelsey is and becomes in the playoffs. One of the great all-time performers at the tight end position. Uh, glorified wide receiver, in my opinion. He's awesome. And he's always open, just finds ways to get open. Not the best route runner, but just one of the all-time big game performers. When he makes that play yesterday, I look at my wife and I'm like, I'm so screwed. And again, man, like this wasn't a fade for me on Kansas City. I just... In August, I looked at the NFC market and I looked at the AFC market, right? And I'm thinking, all right, Aaron Rodgers with New York, probably going to be a disaster. But let's say he's Aaron Rodgers from, you know, two, three years ago and plays at an MVP level with that defense. The one thing he never had in Green Bay, they're scary. Justin Herbert with a new play caller and Kellen Moore, you know, that's scary. What's, you know, like what's Sean Payton going to do? I never believed in the Broncos, but then you have the Buffalo Bills. You have Joe Burrow and the Bengals. I don't know that he's going to get injured in training camp. So I was like, I'm going to wait. I'm going to pump the brakes on the AFC because I could always just bet Mahomes in the big games. But I looked at the NFC and I'm like, who concerns me? Who scares me? I'm a Green Bay fan. No more Aaron Rodgers. The Lions, they were on the come up. But, like, it was a team that missed out on the playoffs, and it's a team that hadn't won the division since Nirvana was on tour in 1992. We have to go back and remember. You know, like, Philadelphia. I thought there was going to be a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover because the brains literally left the building, and it was Nick Sirianni in charge. And their big offseason addition in the coaching room was bringing in Matt Patricia, who ends up calling the defense. So I looked at the prices with San Francisco, and I said, all right, I'm going to buy in on the Niners, and then I'll bet whoever comes out of the AFC – if I like the matchup, I get Pat Mahomes, Sean, is a three-point dog, but I'm not quick enough. Goes the two, a two and a half even pops. I got to take it. I got to take it. I got to take it. For whatever reason, I did not take it. I'll never make this mistake again. So if they do go down in next year's Super Bowl and I'm on them, I apologize. I am the Pat Mahomes mush. But last season, my biggest bet of the year, Chiefs money line. Just went all in on the Chiefs. I, I felt great about that game. Him against Jalen. I don't know why I trusted San Francisco. I just thought this year, man, and it was Super Bowl or bust. Maybe they have one more year with this current roster 
But it's so hard to get back there, unless you're the Kansas City Chiefs or the New England Patriots, man. It's so hard to get back there. I mean, as a Packer fan, I remember watching that game. They beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. Rodgers balls out. He's up there with Clay Matthews. And I'm like, you know, this is only the start of something, man, because he's not even 27 years old. Pat Mahomes is 28. He's got three of these. How many more is he going to win? You know, San Francisco, they're going to have to pay Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy was damn good yesterday. You can't just call him a game manager. I would have liked to see them give the ball to McCaffrey more. But, uh, man, you guys got something really going. How are you feeling about the team going into the offseason? What if they're able to add a T. Higgins or a Mike Evans? You know, because they got some money to spend. Spagnola's not going anywhere, and that defense is young. That secondary, only going to get better. You're going to have to pay some of those guys. But I, I feel better about the Chiefs going into next season. And somehow, you know, the Niners, again, the favorites, you're, you're not getting good prices on the Chiefs, so I'm not going to play futures right now. But uh, how are you feeling about the team going into next year? Well, the fact they're not the favorites is crazy. And I get right? it. Like San Francisco, in theory, has an easier path to get through the NFC. An easier path to get through the NFC this year. And I just saw the game. And, again, it's not like San Francisco went out there and got beat down. But I saw the same game four years ago. And it was actually pretty similar, if you think about it, the way that it played out, where Chiefs, first half, kind of lethargic. Mahomes not great. Finally got the pace going. When it really mattered, he came up big. And I think Kyle Shanahan was just okay, not great at the very end of the game. Again, I'm not blaming him, but it kind of had a similar pattern to it. Um, I feel better, again, like you said, about the Chiefs heading into next year than I did pretty much throughout the most of the, this regular season. You point out the wide receiver core. It's not a question of if they're going to get one or two of those guys, the T. Higgins type of guys. It's how many of them do they get? Because there's a lot of people that want to come to this party. You know what I'm saying? Like with Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid, this is not going to last forever. It's probably going to be still, I'd say this window, this prime to cash in, still another, let's call it probably three or four years with this particular group. And I think Travis Kelsey started to slow down a little bit in the regular season. Well, guess what? He was still awesome in the playoffs, especially when it mattered. As you point out, Patrick Mahomes is 28. Andy Reid is like 66, going on 55. He's not going anywhere anytime soon. So what I'm saying is, Ryan, there's going to be a lot of guys that want to play for this team and that are willing to play for a little cheaper than they would go somewhere else. So I just think they're going to keep reloading. And it's crazy they're not the favorite to win the Super Bowl next season. That's just nuts. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, do they need – I mean – do you need to go out and spend money at the wide receiver position? That's the other question, man, because even though obviously they're going to be picking late after another Super Bowl victory, they're third with Pat Mahomes. I mean, there's going to be really good value. This this wide receiver class is deep, man. And I know we're like, we love Marvin Harrison and we love Malik Neighbors, the big names, but there's going to be some value at the end of these drafts. Mahomes, and why would you not want to play with that guy? Again, man, that was his MJ moment for me. He runs eight yards on fourth and one. Right. And then he scrambles 19 yards, which sets up the winning score. Um, he's awesome, man. He's he's the best, in my opinion. And Travis Chris Kelsey. Is, All right. Chris so Jones, right, I got to figure out real quick before we move on, because yeah. his I mean, do you pay him? This is the second time now that Chiefs have run into this in the last few years where he wants to be paid Aaron Donald type money, blah, 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 blah. I think you do it because on the defensive side, as young as they are, they need a core, right? Like, they need somebody to build around. It can't just be a bunch of first- and second-year players. Spags is great. I mean, Spags is Spags might end up in the Hall of Fame 
as a coordinator. The guy's won now four Super Bowls as a defensive coordinator. That's unbelievable. And Chris Jones is a big part of it. So as far as like offseason moves that you were just talking about, I would pay Chris Jones whatever he's asking for and then figure the rest out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I agree, man. I, I, you just got to keep that defense together. And uh, again, that's why I wasn't overreacting after a couple bad losses. I mean, the offense, sure, it wasn't the offense with Tyree Kill, the flashy offense. But they were efficient all season long. The run game was efficient, and that was a great defense. So I never had any concerns because you have Pat Mahomes. Going back to San Francisco, like we said, Shani now 0-2 as a head coach in the Super Bowl, 0-3 overall. We'll never forget blowing the big lead 28-3 against Tom Brady and the Pats in overtime. And then they had a double-digit lead again, and they lose in overtime. They're going to be able to bring all these guys mostly back next season. Uh, Brock Purdy making about 800 k though. I, I thought he was fine yesterday. I probably, again, though, I probably don't put the ball in his hands on third and four. I don't go empty. I probably put the ball in McCaffrey's hands. I guess maybe that's the one knock on Shani's play calling later on. But we also got to remember, how many times was McCaffrey stuffed at the line? And he had 22 carries in this game. And you got to look at his usage all season long. This is your offensive player of the year. You know, not only his carries, just his overall touches, man. What he does as a pass catcher. 22 carries yesterday, 80 yards, averaged 3.6 per pop. His longest rush of the day was only 11 yards. I say only because he doesn't go over uh, if you bet that prop. But also led the team in receptions. Eight receptions for 80 yards. Caught all eight of his targets. That's why he was Offensive Player of the Year. But maybe also that's why Shanny puts the ball in Brock Purdy's hands. He finishes 22 of 38, 255 yards. A QB rating of only 69.8, but had the touchdown, did not throw a pick, only took one sack. Um, I thought Purdy played pretty well. How do you feel about San Fran and Brock Purdy next year? Do you think he's the guy that could get them finally uh, the chip? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, he's clearly proven that he is not just a game manager or Mr. Irrelevant or any of those things. Like, I'm not suggesting that he's a top five quarterback, but you could argue that he's a top 10 quarterback, that he's a quarterback that is good enough to go out there and win the game on his own. And now he has plenty of talent and stuff around him. I think their window's still open for a couple of years. I don't look at the NFC really, Ryan, and see a more dominant team. Do you? Like on paper, if you gave me a free million bucks and said you got to pick who comes out of the NFC next year, I feel pretty good about San Francisco. It's easy not to believe in Dallas and Detroit and Philadelphia. I still think the best team is San Francisco in the NFC. Yeah, I mean, I think that they're the safe bet. You could also look at Detroit. I mean, especially if they're able to add to that team, which they should be able to. Um, I did make a bet for a team in the NFC to win the Super Bowl. Probably not the smartest bet, but there's a team that yeah. I like. I'll save that for later. That's a little tease for later on in the show. I think that there is good value on this team, and I think that they're going to be able to spend some money. And they have uh, two pretty early draft picks as well. And it's not the Chicago Bears. Uh, but I am intrigued to see what they do with that number all, uh, number one overall pick. Uh, we can maybe get into that a little bit because the draft markets are heating up a little bit. I made a couple bets today. We'll talk about that. We're going to hit our Super Bowl thoughts and the betting recap next. And then coming up a little bit later on the show, we'll talk with Nate Davis from USA Today and Patrick Everson from Vegas Insider. We got to get his thoughts on uh, how everything went down at the books, man. The books got absolutely crushed because the favorites, not the favorites, with the public favorites, the Kansas City Chiefs come through once again for the second time in a row. BetMGM, the night returns next.